This week has been a week, and uh, the month has been a month. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, let me... Uh... Now, I already had a bad day at work, right? Got into it with my manager over some stuff that really has nothing to do with me. You know, I work at a place where it's like... They just try to pass the blame on different people instead of trying to figure out what the underlying root is. I'm going to go into that situation, but, you know, whatever, man. Pissed the hell off about that. Then I come home, bro. Who the hell? Why didn't nobody tell me that since I got, I took my cat to the vet and he got all his shots and all that. The city of St. Louis sends me a letter in the mail saying that I... I got to pay them $50 because I got the cat vaccinated and rabies and all that. I didn't pay you. I paid the vet for the shots, my nigga. Why do, <laughs> why do I got to pay y'all, the city of St. Louis, a fee because I got my pet vaccinated? What the hell? Then it's like failure to pay this. Maybe up to a fine, a court cost a hundred and five hundred dollars. Like, are you serious? Wow. Yeah, bro, you. So since I got your shots and all that, I gotta pay the city of St. Louis forty six dollars. That's whack. Like you, you have to pay the annual child support uh, fee. Like you gotta pay a fifty dollar fee every year for being on child support. I remember I told my baby mama that and she was like, "You ain't gotta pay no fee to be on child support." I'm like, "Yeah, you do, bro. Like they charge you fifty dollars a year for being on child support." Like, how y'all gonna charge me for paying some shit? <laughs> like, like, come on, bro. Make her pay it. <laughs> Went out over the weekend. I was off, right? I had I had Saturday, Sunday. No, I had Sunday, Monday, <clears throat> Tuesday off, right? And uh, went out to a little restaurant spot, right? In the area that was... Uh, Predominantly white people, and motherfucker broke in my car. G. 
Now, mind you, I'm parked on a lot, well lit, you know, people walking up and down the street because they're different restaurants and bars and all that type of thing. And my boy, he left. And then he calls me when I'm still in the spot, you know, and break me to run down about they got his car, they hit my car, and there was a couple other cars on the lot. So as I'm walking out the spot, I ask the police that's right in front of the building. I'm like, yo, y'all don't mess with this lot, da da da. Black cop, whatever. He's like, oh yeah, nah, bro, we don't mess with that lot. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, my car just got broken into, my homeboy car just got broken into, and there's a bunch of other cars over there that's getting broken into. But okay, have a good night, sir. So, of course, Monday was Memorial Day. So, Sunday night, the car got broken into. Monday, uh, everybody, I can't get to nobody to get the window fixed. Had to get the car in Tuesday, you know, that whole thing. And I don't even want to talk about how much money it was to get the damn car fixed, because... It's a pain in the ass, bro. It's like every time you turn around, it's something. <laughs> you know, it's something. And then it's just like, to add insult to injury, it's like, man, they didn't even steal nothing out of my car. It's like I had a knife in the center console. You know, just random knickknacks motherfucker could have stole. Went through the glove box, uh, threw the paperwork I had in the glove box around the car, and that was it, man. That was it. So, I mean, hey, it could have been worse. Uh, it is what it is. It happens, man. Y'all just be safe. Y'all lock y'all doors and... Uh, well, yeah, my door is locked. They broke my window. But y'all just don't have nothing visible in the car. Oh, I had two Amazon packages on my front seat. And then I had groceries in the back of the car because I had just left the grocery store. So the spot I went to, I had just ran in there for a second. Like, I was no, I was in there no longer than 30 minutes. My window was tinted, but whatever, man. I don't know. I probably ain't going to get that mug tinted. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't feel like going nowhere, man. At this point in my life, I'm lazy. And uh, my patience is real low for certain stuff, man. So I don't know, man. It might be a while before I go try to get that window tent. I'm going to just fishbowl that one window. And I ain't going to lie. When that happened, man, I was like, man, I was like, man, what the hell? Like, I was pissed off, bro. Like, I was real pissed off. But, you know, like I said, it could have been worse. Uh, the next day was a Memorial Day. I didn't do nothing. I was just in the house feeling like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was just hard to pick my spirits up because I started just thinking. You know how one thing happened, you start thinking about other stuff, and then next thing you know, you just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. So um, I had to snap out of, what was it, uh, that Tuesday, and uh, got the car together or whatever, and I had to uh, remember this poem called How to Be Perfectly Miserable. Think about yourself. Talk about yourself. Use I as often as possible. Mirror yourself continually in the opinion of others. Listen greedily to what people have to say about you. Expect to be appreciated. Be suspicious. Be jealous and envious. Be sensitive to slights. Never forgive a criticism. Trust nobody but yourself. Insist on consideration and respect. Demand agreement with your own views on everything. And sulk. If people are not grateful to you for the flavors you've shown. How to be perfectly miserable. You know, those thoughts. And to just piggyback on that is like, you know, can't trip off things we can't control. A lot of our stuff are just, a lot of the stuff is just out of our control, man. You know, got to just push forward. You know, I, I just give myself one day to trip off something and the next day I got to be good. Because that spirit of depression 
the way it run is just like, man, it, it would take you out for a few days. I didn't been there before. And that just takes me to progress, man. You, I see progress within myself because, you know, a year ago or so, man, I might be depressed for a whole week, you know, over what's happened to me in the past month. You know what I'm saying? But that's when you can mark growth, man. And I'm just so grateful to be able to, to mark my growth. I have been craving some sushi, so I slid over to Drunken Fish the other day. Um, got one of my favorite rolls, a white tiger roll, real good joint. And I'm eating, you know, the bartender hooked me up. She threw some sake, uh, not sake, sashi, uh, sake, threw some sake shots in for the free. I'm sipping a beer, eating whatever, whatever, chopping up with my homeboy Rod. And I look up, bro, and a fucking roach is like behind the bar crawling across the counter. At that point, I was already probably more than halfway in of eating the, the sushi roll, so I just kept eating the rest of it. I mean, hey, I mean, the reality of it is I bet all these restaurants be having, like, roaches and, you know, probably mice and all kind of crazy stuff going on in them that we never really know about. And it's kind of not scary, but an eerie thing to think about once you really think about it, you know, because we don't know what's going on in the back of the kitchen and all that. Yeah, they got the health grade inspection Um placard on the window and might have passed the inspection but we don't know a lot of places are opening back up as far as like with the mask mandates like you don't have to wear a mask so it's weird it's weird for me to go into the gas station i got a mask on i'm walking in and i walk in there and i got i see people with no mask but i will say it's definitely good to see things kind of going back to normal you know socially wise low-key i'll probably always wear a mask like at the airport or traveling on you know planes stuff like that um yeah i know they're gonna force that the vaccine for traveling soon um, so that's probably when I get it. I'm just like I said before, I'm just waiting on them to cook it up. Right. Juneteenth is uh, now recognized as a uh, national holiday. And uh, one of those things with like history and what what's going on when you're black as far as your history. You know, I was at work and there were people that didn't know what Juneteenth meant and didn't know what the Emancipation Proclamation was. So. I don't blame them so much. I just blame the schooling and the teaching because you got to remember we got situations nowadays where history books don't even mention slavery the way it actually happened. They say slaves came over here willingly, you know, so they're painting a narrative and painting pictures. Uh, So at any rate, it's always good to just do your research on things and just understand where you're coming from and understand the real history of things. I think I talked about this before, but I remember when I was younger and I might have been in like the third, between the third and like the fifth grade, my grandma bought the whole collection of Roots on VHS tape, VCR, and she would make me and my brother watch an episode every night before we went to bed. And so we're watching these tapes called Roots. That was showing exactly how slavery was as far as, you know, people talk about Kunta Kinte uh, getting his foot chopped off because he kept trying to run away. You know, and, you know, you seeing videos of people getting lashings and the whole the whole thing it was a whole storyline of things, man, of how they would sell slaves and how slaves were forced over here, etc. You know, you, you can look that up. You could possibly find that on DVD, man, if you, you want to know that history. 
you can look that up, man, Roots. And I'm grateful to have the people in my life that I do as far as like historians and stuff like that. As far as like my brother, he he majored in history and journalism and stuff like that. So he would always hit me with certain things about, you know, history, etc. Also, we went to an all black grade school called Storm and Stufflin in St. Louis, Missouri. And we were just hip to so much knowledge. In addition to, I had an uncle who was a black cowboy and, uh, Hey, I learned about Juneteenth. I might have been in the fourth grade or something when I went down to Texas and we went to a Juneteenth parade, you know? So stuff like that. It was like very dope, um, enlightening situations, man. I just knew certain history. Like I was at work the other day, I mentioned and people didn't know certain things. And to piggyback off that one time I went to work and uh, I had a Prince shirt on, the Prince Purple Rain shirt, right? And this dude was like, yo, oh, man, you know, I thought Future uh, was Purple Rain. I said, no, Future, he made a mixtape named Purple Rain, but Purple Rain comes from Prince, bro. Like, like it was a movie and everything back in the day. And he was like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, my bad. I was born in 93. I was like, okay, then I understood. Father's Day just passed. Shout out to all the fathers. Uh, happy belated Father's Day. Uh, my son called me on FaceTime, and he couldn't even get it out. Fast enough. He said, oh, happy, happy, happy birthday, uh, happy Father's Day, Dad. I was like, oh, shit, hey, hey, right on, right on. You know, but I had to work, so I didn't get to see him. Little dude, man, he hella funny because he'll get his mama phone like in the middle of the night and he'll just start like texting me like random stuff, I guess, to see if I'm up or something, like emojis and stuff like that. And I remember one time it was like one something in the morning or something. I'm like, dude, why are you not sleep? And he just kept texting back like random letters or emojis, you know what I mean? But... Shout out to my son, Dallas, man, five years old. Love you, boy. The other day, I found myself coming across a documentary or a docu-series called Money Explained on Netflix, and it basically broke down different things with, like, money and culture as far as student loans, uh, as far as uh, credit card situations, uh, mortgages, you know, things of that nature. And I'll say, man, the way they broke it down, the way they broke it down about Social Security and how certain age groups, it won't be any money for us to really reap the benefit of Social Security. Like, it was really deep, like how they broke everything down. And then there was like, it was sad to see people on there that were like paying these outrageous amount of student loan debt uh, because of the percentage of interest that they had or if they had a private loan, etc. And it's like, it's crazy, man. It's very crazy and it's sad. And more so, you know, like anything that's kind of like booming, like credit cards or something like that, it's just sad on the predatory nature that they have with people, you know. Even with the credit card situation, how they like, you know, they prey on people to be holding this debt so they can continue to charge you this amount of interest on top of the interest that they add you get it? So, like, if you pay $1,000 on a credit card for something and your interest is X amount the next month and then you make your minimum payment, which is less than, you know, the interest, and then times two when it goes to the next month and you making that, you know, it just keeps going up. And really, it would just be sad thinking about stuff like that because it's just like those systems are designed to keep people behind and keep people in a hole. And, you know, once you get in the hole, bro, it'd be hard to get out that hole, bro. <laughs> like, for real, man. Talking about credit card debt or whatever, man. I had one Capital One. You know, high-ass interest rate. Got it when I was in college. Ran it up. Uh, ran up even more when I got, when I was unemployed one year. 
Uh, then they they up my limit, you know, like that whole thing. But then they was charging me crazy amount of interest, you know, each year, you know, not each year, but each month. So yeah, money explained on Netflix. Uh, they even had a segment on there about scams and scammers, man. You know, and speak to the scammers, man. I got this one scam that keep calling my phone. It's been calling my phone for like three years now. It's like uh, I answer and they'd be like, thank you for choosing Marriott or thank you for choosing Hilton. And they try to tell you, like, you go get a free whatever the hell. But I already knew it was a scam, man. It's like, but they've been calling me for years, bro. Like, that shit does not make sense for years. And shout out to everybody that enjoyed my uh, episode on crypto, uh, currency, whatever I had going on, whatever with the coffee and crypto episode, cool. You know, me dibbling and dabbling into the cryptocurrency situation. And as you can see, Dogecoin definitely took a dive of, uh, last time I checked, it was 18 cents. It went from, the, at the high, it was 76 cents, and then it was in the mid-lows for a minute, for uh about like uh 30 so cent and then it dropped to like 18 cent and now i'll just upload uh it's 19 cents so like i say man it's situations like these where you either gonna hold your money in the situation or you want to you know pull it out like i say you're going to invest money that you don't think you're going to get a quick return on if that makes any sense when you invest in it, in my opinion you won't go for the long haul or until you see a sufficient amount, you know, just look at the history of Bitcoin. Like I said before, it's at uh, 56,000 or something like that per coin now, you know, um, another strategy is, hey, once you make your initial investment back, you've got more money made on that. Pull out your initial investment back so you didn't lose no money. But I'm holding, man. I'm, I'm going to see what's up with this Doge situation. And hopefully it hits a dollar because if I bought in at what initially, I think I bought in like 30 some cent. Or something like that. So uh, you know, so if it reached a dollar or more, I'd be yelling, Duckets, Duckets. <laughs> I made ducats. And speaking of ducats and in light of Father's Day, I saw on the internet that Ace Hood, the rapper Ace Hood, and his uh child's mother was going back and forth uh about Hey bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to get this podcast popping, bro. Can I get this podcast done first? Huh? You know, old Yang being the cut, you know. But um, they were going back and forth about he 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 believed something about his uh, child's mother not letting him see the kid, whatever you know the usual scenario and how it's about money, whatever. And then she came out and said how he owed her like ninety some thousand dollars in back child support, and that he had recently got a PPP loan of one hundred and forty four thousand dollars. Of course, she continued to slander him some more about his lack of work in the past you know years or so like that and how she don't even know how he got approved for it xyz but the sad part about it is is man this man gotta pay 90 some thousand dollars out of that hundred and forty thousand dollars of that ppp loan to her to satisfy his back child support and if i'm not mistaken loan keyword loan he has to pay that money back so basically, he got a PPP loan that he thought was going to be for himself, money that he has to pay back to the government. I guess she reported it or whatever. That's why it's like, bro, that child support situation, my G, I tell brothers all the time, there is no way of getting around it. You better pay up. And the sad part about it is, I bet his child support is based on the amount of money that he was making when he was actually making money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not sure how 
far back he's behind, like if it was a year or if it's months or whatever. But I'm 90 something grand. I'm sure that's an amount of money. It's based on the amount of money that he's not making anymore in his career anymore. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I remember a brother at my job, man, uh, he told me, oh, hey, he told me a scenario because he, he had twins. And he was saying how he was making X amount of dollars, lost that job. It was a really good job making a lot of money. He started working somewhere else, making a significantly lower amount of money. Went to do a, a modification, which it costs money for you know brothers to go to court and all that type of stuff to get modification, etc. You got to come out of pocket to do that. But he went to get the modification, all that, and the judge told him that if he made that amount of money before, he could figure out how to get another job making that amount of money again, even though he was working a job making a significantly amount less than what he was before. Hence, they were still taxing his checks based on the higher amount of money that he was making. Like I said, man, I my child support order, I made sure I make sure I pay that first. That come out automatically. I don't care how much money I'm making, whatever, I'm not holding back. That's gonna get paid first. True story, I went without eating before. I remember uh my my first child support order. Um they were they were whacking me for half my check because they all out of nowhere they talking about I owed Back child support and all this shit, right? So they was taking half my check, G. And I will admit, my pride wouldn't let me, you know, ask nobody for no help or nothing like that. You know, I, I made fit of what I made. I made do with what I had. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I said, I have went without eating because child support was eating my fucking checkup, bro. <laughs> like, it's, it's a dirty game, man. And it's an unfair game that people really don't. They don't care about. It's like, they don't care if niggas don't eat. They don't care if niggas don't pay their bills, you know, and, and quite frankly, it's a lot of times the baby mamas don't care if a nigga eat or pay their bills. They want a nigga to be down bad. And while you're down bad, they'll fuck around and taunt you about the amount of money that you're paying. And you already down bad. And they'll say shit like, that ain't enough money. Or that money ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like I say, man, it's a dirty game. It's a dirty game, man. It's a dirty game, bro. But uh, like I tell these brothers, man, stop trying to get without paying that child support. Because they don't do nothing but keep stacking up. You know, you had certain brothers that they stimulus checks was getting taken uh, from child support and getting sent to their baby mama. Meaning like, yeah, we in a pandemic, you laid off work, Bo, you don't need no relief money because you owe back child support. We don't care if you don't eat. We don't get that money to your child's mother, even though they get way more money than one single person for that. You know, even on child support notice of like, man, you know, I thought about the other day, I'm paying taxes on... An amount of money I'm paying in child support given away. Like, I got to pay taxes on that money that I don't see, nor do I get any tax breaks when it comes time for taxes. I don't get no tax credit for that. They receive the money. You pay taxes on the money. They also get extra tax breaks <laughs> for having children. But yeah, I can go I can go on and on about child support. But hey, man, Ace Hood, you keep your head up. And uh, brothers, like I say, man, it ain't no way around getting around that child support. Whether you got a job, you working under the table, none of that shit, bro. That shit going to steady stack up. At the end of the day, pay your fare. You got to pay your fare or it's going to keep adding up. This next situation is uh, a very unfortunate situation, but it's also a reality check that we should all open our eyes up to. A young lady that I'm Facebook friends with um, from St. Louis, Missouri, don't know her personally. She had posted, uh, you know, videos and pictures of her in Miami and whatever, whatever. She was kicking it, da da da. Okay. Then I get on Facebook and I see that she posted a live video and I just so happened to click it 
And long story short, she was walking through her house when she came back, and basically she was robbed of everything. Furniture, TVs, uh, groceries. Uh, she has five kids. They stole all the kids' stuff out of the house, man. Like, very unfortunate situation, and it's probably one of those things we need to learn to not put everything on social media because you never know who's watching or who has the drop on you. And she was gone for a couple of days, and it, it was like, like it was odd stuff in there. Like she had clippers in the uh, in the house, like like you know for males. I get, I'm assuming that was her boyfriend's clippers. And she went to the bathroom, and she was like, "Look, they cut their hair. Like it was hair in the sink. It was the clippers were right by there." She was like, "Look at the tub. Like they had been in there taking showers." Uh, fixing bowls of cereal like they were in there for a couple of days knowing that this young lady was gone and you know stole everything from her and her five kids man you know a very unfortunate situation personally i always was one of them people i overthink everything so i was one of them people like i would be on that wave as far as like i really don't post nothing until i like come back from out of town or i never posted like the kind of car i drive like when i bought my car it's like uh, back in 2016, my homeboy was like, man, this motherfucker hard, ah, ah, this and then, man, when you going to post it on Facebook? I was like, I'm not posting this on Facebook or Instagram or nothing. I'm not posting it. You know, I'll post like what kind of car I have, but I won't post the exact car, the exact model, color. No, I don't do none of that, you know, because, you know, people, they, they look at you and sometimes people be having to drop on you. They be having a dime on you. You look online, you see certain people putting up pictures. They stand in front of their house with the address. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. That's how he, you know, he, he uh, arm robbery turned into him getting murdered because you know, the address was on a picture that he posted and people knew that he was in uh, L.A. And, um, yeah, so i always been one of them people that just been, like, on the ball when it comes to that type of situation. But we live in a time and a place where everything, quote-unquote, needs to be put on social media to make it look like we're doing something or to show people that we're doing something. You know, this is no pun to anybody, but it's like psychologically when you think about why you post and why you put up stuff, why are people on here posting, uh, you know, their every move or when they out or when they having expensive meals or when they driving expensive cars or when they're out of town, etc. It's like you got to post to show that you live in. And really, that's not reality. You ain't got to post everything. You know what I mean? You don't have to show everything that you're doing. You know, we all got that friend that, <laughs> and uh, I've slowed back on social media, but I've seen a few people like this. They go out of town, and it's like every second of their trip, they are Snapchatting it, or they're they're uh, putting it up on their, their story on something, or posting something about like every second of their trip. And it's like, man, do you even take the time to enjoy the trip? Or are you too busy trying to record and post pictures? And I'll say I got out of that mode because um, I haven't went out in a while to where it was like I was taking a picture in a fly outfit and I got to post it. You know, it's like it's not that big of a deal to me no more. And I'm, you know, I'm like I told you all before, I'm kind of just like uh, feeling blah about social media in general, you know, but. Uh, nonetheless, I went off on a tangent. You know, it's very unfortunate that young lady had everything stolen from her just from her posting that, you know, she was in Miami having a good time enjoying herself. And the fact that the evidence on the video shows that, man, they was in her crib parlaying for a few days, had blunt ashes, 
uh, blunt guts when they dipping out the blunt. Like, it just, it's sad. It's very unfortunate, man. So, y'all be safe. Um, y'all keep your heads up, man. And, 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 and reserve some of the, uh, uh, the, the, what do I want to say? Reserve some of the, uh, mystique about yourself, the unknown about yourself. People don't need to know everything about you. People don't even know, need to know your every move. People don't need to know where you live, your car you drive, where you work. You know, keep some mystique about yourself. Because I, I, y'all probably don't trip off of it, but there are a lot of people that pay attention to y'all social media and know more about you than you think they would know. Because a lot of people pay attention to you. You got to think about situations like when people post where they're at at the night. Like if they're at a club or whatever, and then you see they got killed. That might have played a factor in it, you know. Rest in peace to uh, D-Thang, Lil Durk's uh, brother. He was killed, you know, a few weeks ago at a Chicago nightclub. And I was reading up on it. They said, it's, you know, he's a promoter or whatever the case may be. Long story short, man, if, if your brother is Lil Durk and he got so much beef in the city and this, that, and the third, why are you in Chicago anyway? You know, like what, what are we proving? When your brother got millions of dollars and this said the third, you was just here, there, whatever. Why are you coming back to Chicago to go to a club in Chicago? You know, whether he's a promoter or whatever. Kate, why are you in Chicago? You know, it's, it's just stuff like that. You know, and social media has a lot to prove with it. You know, whether he was the promoter or whether he was on the flyer. I'm not sure the details of the party. I do know that I've seen his story that he was posting, you know, right before he got killed, etc. And it's just... It's sad, man. You know, so end of the day, man, don't don't drop the dime on yourself. You ain't gotta post everything. You ain't gotta post your every move where you at just to show that you live in. All right. And I might do a story about Lil Dirk situation as far as like how people in his camp are just getting killed. Like over time, there are numerous amount of people that was in his camp that are getting killed. You know, that's some that's some weird type of shit, man. But that's that that's Chicago. That's the Chicago shit, man. If you haven't, go ahead and check out my previous episode. I forget what number it was. Uh, Life of Chicago, Gerald Rapper. This was right after King Von, right after uh, FBG Duck got killed. You know, one of them type of episodes. But Chicago is a, man, it's a, it's a revolving circle of just like these young guys just killing each other, basically. And it's just sad. It's very sad. But hey, we gonna rock out like this, man. Dean finally got in the studio. Flop perspective. You understand? Dean finally got in the studio. So we gonna rock out like this. His new cut. New cut. Uh, I don't know what this this joint called. Had a red light, nigga, I'm speeding through AR-15, AK-47, nigga, peekaboo Excuse a nigga from the table, try and eat my food Ain't no limit to this shit, nigga, that we could do Never flagging, had a red light, nigga, I'm speeding through AR-15, AK-47, nigga, peekaboo Excuse a nigga from the table, try and eat my food Ain't no limit to this shit, nigga, that we could do Them thugs catch, better slug catch, I'm getting high as my blood pressure Plenty fiends inside the ring, trying to beat the rock, but I'm not the rest. Keep a toy so 
start sniffing Wesson cause the high point will leave you submissive Dirty hoes tryna break the code but I'm DMS cause I love bitches Love bitches that back door gotta fucking go because I don't trust her Whip a nigga up some Raymond noodles and a fried bologna sandwich with the mustard Riding clean can't hide from Dean I sneak up on you sour apple puffs Real link me in the dice game but he always did lucky motherfucker Fuck the braids I got my hair down bandana tied and a white beard Tooley on me at all times cause I'm the type of nigga that don't like people Fuck a hater been about my paper you ain't got no flavor like the white people Bipolar when I ride older got a mean money and a nice regal Pull up on my nigga streets and leave Versace down to his feet Showed him his puppy named him Apollo and that little nigga feast around me Life I live just like a movie my lap I tell you bitch take a seat Braves got dust on them and they screech Twelve my dust on them and I teach How to bend the corner blowing marijuana but my real persona too deep Leaving confusion often but I still be bossing I ain't with the talking that's cheap Pot on me call my nigga from the streets just turn to TLC I creep Just keep it on the down low haters I stay from round no AK-47, nigga, peekaboo Excuse a nigga from the table, try and eat my food Ain't no limit to this shit, nigga, that we could do Never slackin' at a red light, nigga, I'm feeding through AR-15, AK-47, nigga, peekaboo Excuse a nigga from the table, try and eat my food Ain't no limit to this shit, nigga, that we could do Get your ass in this car, it's time to pay your fee up well, I don't know why you come down here Messin' with these people, Wayne and Santana Stashed in the Phantom that blow all in those speakers It's just her and me and Tommy Habib Put her on the spot like cheetah Medication put an exclamation by my mind Stay my education, bring me elevation With my grind rate, better meet me at the Met Gala Than the sex after, didn't even send a text after Cut off like bad traffic team, touch her toes, she a leg grabber 38 revolver, problem solver Bitch, I'm John Wayne Punched him like a clock Let off some shots Fucked up his time frame I told my fine thing That I ain't into all no mind games No stopping now Quick to drop a dime Can't even find change But understand these Susan B. Anthony's what he getting Fuck it up I got Daffy Duck saying Damn, that nigga spittin' It's forbidden Everything be freestyled or written Steady smiling, grinning Getting money, we winning Yup, winning Yup, winning Yup, winning Like nigga I'm speeding through AR-15, AK-47 Nigga, peekaboo Excuse a nigga from the table trying to eat my food. Ain't no limit to this shit, nigga, that we could do. Never slackin' at a red light, nigga, I'm speeding through. AR 15, AK 47, nigga, peekaboo. Excuse a nigga from the table trying to eat my food.